Hey ladies, welcome to Boss Ladies Connect. I am so excited that you're joining us on this podcast where we encourage women and inspire them to fully walk in everything that they've been called to do. We believe that each person has been created with a specific purpose and it is up to us to walk in it, to discover what it is and to allow it to fully manifest in our lives. And so each week we have conversations that allow us to evolve and grow and to fully understand and embrace the purpose call on our lives. And so ladies, without further ado, let us get started. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I am so excited to be on this um, week's episode. Normally y'all, I have a guest and this week I do not have one. And I have been super intentional (laughs) about this conversation today because I feel like, you know, I miss y'all. It's great having guests. It's great having people come in. Um, And if you don't know about this app called Clubhouse, it is the new uh, LinkedIn um, audio version of LinkedIn. And I would say it's a combination between LinkedIn and Instagram with the exception that you don't have to post. Um, It's just full of conversation, which I know I absolutely love, but it has really just opened up a, a... an opportunity or great opportunities to just meet so many great, fantastic women. And y'all know, I love to talk to fantastic women. I love to talk to women who are, who have made a decision to be the CEO of their lives. And so I have been able to just, I have so many podcast recordings with these wonderful women. Um, But this time around, I wanted to just, us to just connect, us to just talk. And I feel like so many things have just been happening and transitioning, especially within the past couple of months. And I wanted to kind of check in with y'all and talk to you guys about the things that have been transitioning and happening for me. And so there has just been, y'all, I call them growth spurts. I have had a lot of growth moments. And this happens ever so often in my life. Like I'm always, I'm an advocate for always growing, right? But there are some seasons of life where you just like spurt. There is just so much that you are learning about yourself, about your environment, about your business or what, whatever it may be, the area that you're currently growing in. And so for me, it's definitely been my personal and my spiritual development that has been Um, just really growing in leaps and bounds. And if you know anything about growth, right? You know, sometimes like when kids grow and they grow so fast, like their their joints and their bones kind of hurt or their skin is getting stretched because your your body is not used to it, even though it's something that's supposed to happen and it's good for you, um, it's still like uncomfortable, right? You're still trying to get your grounding a little bit. And so I've definitely been in that space where I'm trying to get my grounding. And so it's been a lifesaver that I've been able to have all these wonderful conversations with these other ladies talking about the different ways in which they are excelling and growing in life. Um, And then to be going through those growth moments myself, um, it just has been a, a, a great blessing. But I wanted to come on today and just share some of the things that I've been learning through this season, you know, I have just been growing in so many areas, y'all. It is just like, it's almost, it can be a little, it can be a tad bit overwhelming, but it's a good overwhelm. And so right now I'm in the phase of life where I'm just kind of like, I'm ready to face the hard things. I'm ready to go through the hard things. And and I've had, um, the past couple of years have been very difficult for me. 
um, especially personal wise, right? Well, business wise too, but business can always be hard. <laughs> um, but for me really in uh, my relationships, right? Um, it has been a really tough time, but not even just in relationships, but also I think in understanding myself better. Y'all, I took an Enneagram test um, and I under I figured out what my Enneagram is. And one of the things that my Enneagram revealed to me Okay, so I had to pull out my Enneagram test score. I am a type one person. And for anyone, you know, okay, so let me just say how I ended up taking this Enneagram. I ended up taking this Enneagram because I decided to get a financial coach, y'all. Yes. Now, my career prior to me moving into this space of entrepreneurship has been in budgeting. So I know how to put me an Excel sheet together, okay? I know how to put some numbers together. I know one plus one equals two and two minus one equals one. Like I understand how these numbers um, should be applied. I understand the theology behind, um, you know, simple addition and subtraction, right? Um, it's very black and white to me. And I've done that for years, but I came to a place where I was like, I need to, um, I need to have someone hold me accountable because even when you know things, it doesn't necessarily mean that you do them or you can get lackadaisic with them and not just really be fully functioning in a space where you absolutely should be functioning. Right. And so one of the things that she had me do is she wanted me to take an Enneagram test first uh, to find out what motivates me because money, you know, we, we have to look beyond the actual dollars that we have in our bank account and beyond what we're at, like the black and white of it all. We have to understand what motivates us. We have to understand why we uh, behave in certain ways. We have to understand our thinking and our mindset about money. And so one of the things that she wanted me to do was to take this test so that she can understand a little bit better and I can understand the things that motivate me. And so that's how I stumbled upon this particular um, test. And so I'm a type one as far as Enneagram is concerned. And what it means is I'm, I'm principled, I'm purposeful, Y'all know that flows right in, right? Purposeful, self-controlled, and a perfectionist. If you guys have been following me for any amount of time, you will know that this thing is so right on point, okay? A purpose is what I talk about all the time. And perfectionism is something I struggle with. Um, I'm, I've gotten better at it, even with recognizing that it's an issue and it's not attainable. <laughs> but um, yeah, so what this thing talks about is it talks about your core fears and it talks about your core desires, right? And it talks about the key things that motivate you. And so my core fears, according to this Enneagram, is um, I fear being bad, being evil, being angry, being wrong, being inappropriate, being unqualified, being corruptible, being irresponsible, being condemned, and unredeemable. Uh, the other Enneagram that I looked at also said blamed. Y'all, these things hit, when they say core fear, this is exactly, these are things that motivate me, things that make me behave or react or go after certain things or show up certain ways because I'm super concerned with 
being bad, like being looked at as a bad person or like as an evil person or having done something wrong or something that was inappropriate, out of line, um, irresponsible and being condemned or blamed for things that fall into that space. That is your girl. And I'm so glad that someone has identified what the heck be going on in my mind, okay? My mind and my heart too, right? So the core desires. Um, core desires are to have integrity, balance, to be virtuous, ethical, and to be a good girl. Y'all, y'all may not think so, but this is this is a part of my being. This is a part of how I've grown up wanting to be have integrity. Integrity is really important to me. Always feeling like if I said I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Being a person of my word, like super loyal, like as far as like friendships and relationships are concerned um, and just wanting to be a good person, wanting to be having a high moral compass, right? And so those, that also like plays into the whole perfectionist space because you are even harder on yourself because you you have a deep desire or I have a deep desire to, to do things right. And if that is a deep desire for me, when I perceive that someone else is not doing something right, it is like an issue for me, right? It bothers me to my core because it's something, it's, it's a high regard that I have for myself. And like understanding that about yourself, first of all, it's great to be able to understand that, but also understanding that about yourself opens your eyes to things that you need to work on, right? And so like better understanding that I'm viewing you through my lens because these are, this is the way that I view myself and now challenges me to shift the way I may be viewing other people and other things which is extremely difficult, y'all. It is difficult. It's difficult to separate your feelings for yourself and your expectations for yourself from your expectations of other people. And these are like not, not like outwardly known expectations. So um, I did another podcast before talking about managing friendships and managing relationships. And I talked about managing your expectations and um, limiting, lowering your expectations or not having certain expectations of people based upon the category of relationship that they're in. And so that's easy when you're just looking from the surface, when you're like, okay, you know, we're really just like acquaintances. And so my level of expectation for her or him should be really just like on a basic level. We're not like, I don't consider our, us really, really good friends, but when you're managing the expectations you have for yourself and trying to make sure that you're not outwardly putting them on other people it's a it's a lot more difficult because it requires it challenges you especially if it's your core your core value like your core expectation it just kind of changes changes the game or it has been changing the game for me right so Key motivations, let me keep reading the Enneagram. Key motivations, um, wants to be right. Uh, yeah, of course, I wanna be right if I have like this fear of being wrong. So <laughs> wanna be right, um, wanna have integrity and balance, want to strive for higher. Um, and that'll play, that plays into my whole feeling of like, I've never, I'm not doing enough. 
I am just like not doing enough. Like I, there should be more, I should be doing more. I should have done that better. How can I, I'm always like, how can I improve? And I've, I've even seen this play out because when I've been a part of like organizations or groups that I have helped um, do certain things, um, they we have reached certain levels of success. And then my expectation would be, all right, well, how are we going to, how are we going to do better? Like, how are we going to top that? How are we going to improve? And sometimes people are satisfied with where they are. And I remember working with this one organization and I just was like, so tired of doing the same thing. And they were completely okay with where they were. It was an achievement for them and they were fine at staying there. And then I began to internally become frustrated because I wasn't fine and just really understanding. And, and um, at one point I was aggravated with them. I was aggravated with them. I was frustrated with them. I would even dare say slightly upset with them. Uh, but now realizing that it's because of my motivation, it's because of what motivates me. And so that's on there also. Um, what motivates me is being consistent with ideas and to be beyond criticism so nobody can condemn them. And so I'll say, I do, who likes being criticized? Let me, can raise your hand if you like criticism. I don't think anybody likes them, likes criticism. Um, what, I, what I will say is I have gotten used to criticism because at a younger age, I was put in a lot of competitions where you got criticized. And so you had to use it. It was constructive criticism. You had to learn how to take the meat and leave the bones. And so I had to learn that trait early on. But what also happened was because no one likes criticism and because my motivations were not to have an identifiable wrong thing, um, I would overcompensate in really trying to make sure there was nothing to criticize, right? And so that brings on a whole slew of pressures all by itself. But so your girl's been out here looking at this Enneagram, trying to get her financial situation together and understanding like what motivates me money-wise and identifying those behaviors that are not serving me well. And so there have been questions that I've really just had to ask myself. And so one that has recently come up is how, you know, a lot of people talk about imposter syndrome. A lot of people talk about that. Um, but a core, like a piece of imposter syndrome really has to do with um, feeling like you're not good enough or you're not qualified enough to do something. Now y'all know that was in one of my descriptors, right? Not feeling qualified. And so what I had been struggling with and I continue to struggle with when it's a work in process is really not allowing the words or the thoughts of other people to echo in my ear to the point of stagnant, to the point of me being stagnant. And so what do I mean by that? Um, I was on a, in a clubhouse room the other day and this lady was talking and she was like, you know, some of us have been, I think her name is Dr. Dia. I think that's her name, but she was talking and she was like, or Dr. Ella, I'm not really sure, but 
um, she was talking about how like some of us have just been, you know, we've heard negative words. We've heard words about us, about our characteristics, about our traits, things like, you know, why she always got to be saying something or why do she think that she is just, you know, so good or why can't she just be quiet or um, who do she think she, why, why she always got to be walking up in here looking like X, Y, and Z. And she was like, some of us have had these words said over us and have straight shut everything down because of something someone else said about us. We've straight hidden ourselves away or put up barriers to prevent ourselves from having to hear those things again or having to be in a position where someone has the ability to say that to us, right? And so she was like, a lot of us have not um, exercised that muscle of endurance, that muscle of being able to endure the criticism or to endure the things that people say. And to top it off, some of us have allowed these things to cancel out like what we're supposed to do. Some of us have just straight stopped moving forward. And when I tell you, I'm about to just be real vulnerable and transparent. For me, there was an incident where, you know, someone has shared with me um, some feelings that some people had towards me and, and they weren't nice feelings and they made me feel like a villain, right? They made me feel like a villain and they made me feel like a bad person. Y'all already know, we talked about my Enneagram. That is an issue for me. It is an issue for me to be blamed for stuff, especially stuff I, I, um, didn't do. And then also stuff that, um, was never like not my motive and not what I was trying to do stuff that just was like you know not not true but um um so you know that was brought to my attention and that thing like echoed in my head and I'm just like I don't want them to feel like this I don't want them to think that I don't want to be looked at like this I don't want people to feel this way and just going in my head about what I didn't want the perception of other people to be about me y'all then I, I'm, let's go back. Now I'm in this clubhouse room. And the next thing she said was, and so how does what someone else says about you, how does that cancel out your purpose? How does that cancel out your call? Can, can we run that back? And can you tell me how that actually cancels out the thing that you've been called to do, the thing that you've been gifted to do, the purpose that's on your life? How does someone else's perspective or opinion of you cancel out that vision? Tell me how that, that works. Because some of us is making that work that way. And, and I'm just trying to figure out how does this person or do, do these individuals and their puny thoughts, <laughs> I'm calling them puny, but their thoughts, how does that change the trajectory of what you've been called to do, right? How does that change the destiny on your life? Okay. I had to sit back and be like, check me, put me in perspective. Yes. Remind me. And so sometimes that's why I love, I love, like, I love God in the way that he deals with us and the way that he grows us and the way that he matures us, because there was a cumulative of events that kind of transpired and happened 
to really help me get full understanding and full revelation of this, right? And so there was the conversation, right, that that prompted those feelings, those feelings of being um, blamed or villainized, right? And, you know, knowing that that is a core fear of mine that began to trigger, right, some emotions of like not being qualified or, or um, not being liked or just wanting, you know, this acceptance, wanting, um, you know, questioning the integrity, right? That's that's another motivator that I've come to understand is something that really motivates me and helps me understand like what triggers me also, right? And so there was that experience. And then there was um, the conversations that I had been having with somebody else about, about um, moving forward, right? The ability to move forward and how literally the only person you need to move forward with is God. You don't need the acceptance of anyone else. You don't need the forgiveness of anyone else. You don't need any other individual to move forward. The only person you need is you and God. This is a journey that you and God are taking to move forward. That is the only person you need to be able to move forward in life. And so that came and then just, you know, me reading, praying, understanding more about myself. And then this clubhouse conversation just like pulled it all together for me. And, and then there were other things that kind of happened. Um, I was on a couple more prayer calls and it was just coming out about purpose and just different things. And just even in my own private prayer time, God just speaking to me about like being courageous and having courage and being bold in the things and just, you know, um, oh, and then I was in another room and, and um, the young lady was talking about how we have to love ourselves more than we care about what other people think. And that is, at the end of the day, that's what it boils down to, right? Know yourself, knowing yourself. And so that's why I've been a little bit silent, y'all, because I've been going and and feeling out and understanding the understanding me, right? Understanding me, understanding my call, understanding my giftings, understanding what motivates me, understanding what gets under my skin, understanding what can prevent me, what can be blockers to my blessings, um, those internal things that are going on and and then also just making the decision to be courageous regardless, right? So if I'm about to face a conversation that is going to make me feel like I'm the villain or like I'm condemned or like I'm, I am being blamed, that in the past, my, my defense would have been, I would have the conversation, but my defense would not be to be vulnerable in those conversations, right? I mean, because I, it's a fear for me. Why am I gonna open myself up even more, right? Why am I going to say how it's making me feel? Why am I gonna do that? That's just me, I don't know about y'all, but why am I gonna do that? You don't need no more, right? This is what I'm thinking. But what I've been learning and what God has really been strengthening me on and encouraging me to do is to be courageous even in that. And so even in the season that I find myself in, I'm just kind of like 
let's lay it out on the table, whether it makes me feel blamed, whether it makes me feel villainized, whether it makes me feel condemned, all these core fears that I have, whether it does those things or not, I am absolutely convinced that the most honest, vulnerable um, side of me will allow me to go through that space so that I can move forward, right? It's almost like it strength, like the lady said, it strengthens my muscle, it strengthens my ability. And I think it's just like, um, like anything, like how do we learn how to walk, right? We get up, we try, we fall, we try again, we fall, we're not sure, we fall, we, we're not sure, we put one step and then maybe we got a little stability and then we fall again. But eventually as we keep trying, despite the bruises that may occur when we fall, we eventually learn how to walk, right? And so for me, your girl's been walking, walking in this courageous space of tackling core fears in my life, right? I don't have no space for fear. Fear is de can be debilitating, can prevent you from doing so many things in life. And, and I, I don't, I don't want to live a fearful life. I, I don't. I don't want to live a fearful life at this stage of the game at this age that I'm in, I want to live my to my fullest. I want to be the fullest version of myself that I can possibly be. And that is going to require being comfortable sitting in uncomfortable, right? The more you sit in uncomfortable, the more comfortable it becomes, but you got to sit in it for a little bit. And so that's where I've been, what I've been doing. And I felt like I needed to check in and, and encourage you guys who may be where I am. It may not be the same struggle. You might not be a type one child. You might be type eight, four, three. They got a whole bunch of numbers, <laughs> but there still is something. And so what I would love to do is if you have not taken an Enneagram test, I would love to encourage you to do so. Um, because it will open up, it, they have so much information about it, you know, like they give you so many details and so many areas in which you can work on and things that you can do to improve. And I think it's just so great to know yourself, right? To know yourself a little bit better, to understand yourself because it, it is empowering. It allows you to be fully aware. And so when things come your way, they don't have to hit you like they used to hit you. They don't have to break you like they used to break you. I mean, it, I ain't, I'm not gonna say it's not gonna sting. It's gonna sting a little bit, but you're gonna know what that is. Oh, that's me. That's me being afraid of being a bad person again. All right, cool. You might have to just wear that hat today. And you know, you might just have to wear that hat. And so, yeah, that has been what your girl has been doing. And I've been trying out some red lipstick. So for those of you who are watching this actual episode, you'll see me in my red lips, um, inspired by my, one of my friends, um, Maxine, who recommended um, this Revlon red lipstick. But yeah, um, that's what I've been doing, y'all. And so I wanted to just hop on and check in. I know we've been hearing from a lot of phenomenal women 
and we will continue to hear from them. But I also wanted to just have a convo, which is you and I. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear any questions you might have or any experiences that you may have had um, with growth spurts, right? When we go through those growth spurt moments and what it is like to be there, I'll say, y'all know, well, if you're new to the podcast and you don't know that I have recently been embracing my feelings more thanks to therapy. <laughs> and I did a whole series on, on therapy. So go check those episodes out. Um, but I've been recently embracing my feelings more. So I will leave and I've been challenging myself to say like, how do you feel? How do you actually feel about certain things? So I will leave you guys today with a feeling that I had during this transition, or I still have. Um, and the feeling I'll say that I have had while going through this is, I would say fear, but not like, not like a shaking in my boots fear, but like in a, like a, Hmm. What is a good word for it? Like a, like a, when you don't like a kid, I like, like a kid fear, like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Like, like, I don't know if you have ever been as a child overwhelmed with fear. I absolutely have. Um, but like that kind of fear where it like takes you back to the seven-year-old you and you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? I can't, this is not like a safe place. Oh no, this is going to break me type situation. And so I've definitely been in that space, but like a kid, like a child, I learned that it doesn't break me, right? I, so that's the space that I'm in now where I'm learning that these things don't break me. And so now I'm embracing doing the hard things, doing the hard things, y'all. There is so much power in doing the hard things because then the hard things can't control you anymore. And so I just wanted to encourage y'all today and share a little bit of where I am. And um, hopefully it will encourage you wherever you are. And I also encourage you, if you have a sister friend, um, share this with them, share this with them. I think we need to have more conversations that are this transparent and this vulnerable um, so that we can know that we're not going through those phases and those spaces alone. And when we do find ourselves in those spaces, we can understand what's happening. You know, we can understand what's happening. It's gonna be all right, y'all. It's gonna be all right. We all gonna be all right. <laughs> all right, y'all. So I am gonna go. It's been great catching up. And so make sure you tune in next week. We'll have a, um, another guest on that will be sharing, I am sure, a great story, um, a great part of their journey um, that will encourage and inspire you as well to go in the direction that you have absolutely been purposed and called for. Talk to you later. Hey guys, I wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the Thrive Hive. The Thrive Hive is where women gather it's a virtual community and we support each other. We share our wins, we share our challenges, and we encourage each other as we are going through this very difficult season of life. 
y'all know I completely believe that we have been called to thrive and not just survive. And so here at the Thrive Hive, (laughs) we come together, we have fun. It's a non-competitive environment. It's a safe space to share. And there are resources that we offer each other. I believe that together we are better. And so if you are interested in becoming a part of the Thrive Hive community, which is absolutely F-R-E-E, free, um, click the link in the show notes. You'll be able to sign up and you'll get a notice. We meet every first Monday virtually at 8 p.m. Can't wait to connect with you. Ladies, did you enjoy that episode or what? Did this episode speak to you in some kind of way? I would absolutely love to hear about it. Y'all know it does my heart good when you subscribe and you share this podcast with someone else that you know can absolutely benefit from it. Y'all, we are out here connecting, walking in our purpose and encouraging each other along the way. I love meeting with you every week and I'd love to stay further connected. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Tisha underscore talks and to visit my website, www.tishatalks.org. You'll find the podcast, you'll find other videos, and you'll find other courses and classes and workshops, conferences, the list goes on and on to the things that we are currently doing so that we can further connect beyond this weekly podcast. So ladies, without further ado, I want you guys to walk fully in everything that you've been called to align your passion with your purpose and go out there and get everything that has your name on it. Talk to you later.